Hello, all you beautiful people. This podcast is brought to you by Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, F-R-E-E. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will then distribute your podcast for you. So easy. And it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Hi guys, welcome to the first episode of the Disney Catalog. I'm co-editor-in-chief Derek Cornell. And I'm co-editor-in-chief Skylar Schuler. Yeah, you are editor-in-chief. Yeah, we're I'm, I'm your glorified assistant. Yeah. Oh, I haven't said that in forever. Oh, boy. If you guys listen to the other... Anyway, um, so just to kind of intro what this is, is uh, we take apart Disney movies, so we're going to do everything in the Disney catalog. The name. <laughs> I love it. So, uh, yeah, so this is a Diz Insider podcast for those if you just come across, you know, our YouTube page, so you see a bunch of uh, videos we have done already. Um, yeah, the Diz Insider, if you can see our shirts, uh, we represent the Diz Insider. Yeah. What, I mean, you can kind of tell. (laughs) (laughs) You're on the YouTube channel Uh, or on the podcast. Anyway, Um, so, uh, we put up a poll on our, not our Instagram, we only have a Twitter, it's at the Disney Catalog, which you guys can go follow, um, and our own Twitter handles are in the bio, so give us a follow. Um, so we put out a poll saying which company do you guys want to us to talk about first and marvel won like a landslide and then for those that voted on other projects such as star wars or you know disney live action disney animation or pixar uh we're gonna dive into all the various disney studios that's what the disney catalog's all about but since the majority rule is marvel studios we're jumping forward with the uh first project in iron man yep iron man so it came out in 2008 and this was the one that really kicked off the mcu yes um, so let's, let's talk about the overall thought of the movie. So when you saw it in 2008, did you imagine the world being as big as it was going to get? Um, no, I remember cause it, it, the trailer came out when I was in high school, early 2008. I know it released in May of 2008, Yeah. but when I saw that first teaser trailer, I was just kind of flabbergasted at what, you know, special effects have already kind of become did you think it was weird that they started off with iron man because he was not a well when you think about it now it's like you can't imagine avengers without iron man yeah so starting off with iron man when we have only been getting movies on x-men uh spider-man for years fantastic fantastic fours we had ghost rider we had three blade movies so to have iron man who has never been even remotely in uh I guess you can count like 70s TV shows. Did you see that Iron Man? Yeah. Oh, boy. (laughs) Um, What what makes this different, though, is this was when Iron Man came out, this was through, I believe, Paramount Pictures. Disney didn't Well, this was before, but Kevin Feige was still at the helm. Yeah, but this was before Disney had acquired the rights and created the Marvel Studios. Paramount? I thought it was Fox. Uh, This one was Paramount. Oh, I'm thinking of Hulk. That's Universal. Hulk's universe. Okay. Yeah, so they were going. all different studios. So when Iron Man first came out, no one knew that this was going to be an interconnected thing that would lead to the Avengers yet. Um, I ultimately think that really didn't happen. 
you know, well, maybe because, you know, there is an after credit scene. Yeah, but it's weird because Captain America was, um, I believe, Paramount Pictures too. But like Hulk, we didn't know. We were younger. I'm sure, you know, those covers. I had just gotten into high school when Iron Man came out. Yeah, and I was just leaving, getting ready to leave. But old. Yeah, I know. So old. (laughs) But at this time, we had no idea, like, the ramifications of, like, studio rights like we do now, now that we cover the business. Well, yeah, we didn't even think about how we were going to, how big it was going to impact us. Yeah, so Iron Man. As far as that. It's just weird that Iron Man was the first one. Like, I never would have thought in a million years the need for an Iron Man movie was there. And how the actor, Robert Downey Jr., played him so perfectly. And not to even mention, not to mention that we don't. We didn't really know the characteristics behind Tony Stark. Yeah. I mean, if you were in a lot of the comics, then you kind of know yeah. that he's kind of like this playboy philanthropist. Type yeah. Of I mean, he appeared in like the 90s Spider-Man uh, animated series, but you really, like you said, well, you, yeah, didn't, you like, didn't know the Tony Stark we were mm-hmm. getting until this movie came out. So, And we really <clears throat> didn't know the Tony Stark we were getting until uh, he progressed throughout the MCU and the other movies totally. and sequels. So, um, and then it, this movie kind of... This movie kind of kicked off what after credit scenes began to do. Yes. So at the end, well, we'll, we'll get there. So overall thought of the movie, uh, I know we kind of just touched base on like how we perceived it. As far as Iron Man, what is a rank on your Marvel scale? Um, I think this first Iron Man is mid-tier Marvel Cinematic Universe. Well, it has to be because it's it's the granddaddy of all the Marvel movies. Yeah, it's not. It, it's definitely not the worst. It is definitely not, you know, top. I wouldn't even consider it for me personally top ten. I just think it's I in think the it's sweet in top ten. I think. I think it's in the sweet spot, right in the middle. Um, you know, and that's no. That's not to say it's it's a bad movie because Marvel Studios nine times out of ten knocks it out of the park. I don't think any of their movies are rotten. I mean, if rotten you're, as far as like Rotten Tomatoes, not like that. May, maybe <laughs> maybe Iron Man two or Thor: The Dark World. Maybe um, again, we'll talk about those projects when we get to those. Yeah. But it for me, it's a it's a it's mid tier. Like if you're asking me when I was eighteen when I saw it, like what did I think? Oh my, I was like I was in love. It was action packed. The special effects but they were awesome. Heavy hitter cast. You have Gwyneth Paltrow, yeah, as uh, Pepper Potts. Oh, there she is. <laughs> well, Jeff, she left. You know, Jeff, Jeff Bridges. Bridges as Ironmonger. Uh-huh. You have the director himself, John Favreau, who was already huge in the movie industry. Yeah, and and not even as a director, but as an uh, you know as an actor. But no, he did Swingers and and then uh, Zathura. Uh, Zathura, if you're, if you're yeah, Zathura fan. I liked it. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't horrible. I just love Dax Shepard, to be honest. Yeah, yeah he's, uh, <laughs> Kristen Stewart's early role, Josh Hutcherson. Yeah. Uh, anyways, it's uh, it, it, it's just, it's it's what I like in a comic book movie. It's a good origin story. It's action-packed. The uh, special effects are solid. It's mm-hmm. funny. I think you need to have that humor there. And obviously, Tony Stark has that a-hole humor. Oh, yeah. Um, he just thinks he's the, the, the yeah. business. Yeah, and, um, you know, it's... It, like you had just touched on it sets up these things that we would have never thought until we had seen the movie like what the future of the mcu holds exactly and as far as the uh uh as far as the after credit scene goes when you saw samuel jackson on screen in my maybe it was like a minute yeah i was like what the (laughs) and it was weird because because he was like i want to talk about the avengers initiative i'm like dude already at that point, not even bought by Disney, 
yeah. still, you know, had it Separate was still studios. it was kind of like a Blumhouse to Blumhouse is under Universal. Right. It's its own. It was subsidiary. it was like under Paramount. Yeah. Well, not to say that it's under Disney now, but they have full creative control. They have their own division and yeah. everything. So it was like Marvel in association with Paramount or something like that. To fa- the fact that that, and this is why Kevin Feige is the perfect man to like take on these like huge, huge box office type of movies with the longest running, not rotten, whole film franchise. There's what, 24 with Black Widow coming out? 24. 20- Twenty, I think twenty-four. I think you're right. I think it's yeah. going to be twenty-four. But dude, it's 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 nuts. Here's what it did really well: is it didn't rush itself to open up this universe. Mm-mm. It took its time, which was awesome. Like, of course, when you think of Iron Man, you think of his sidekick War Machine. Like, and arguably, I think War Machine was a more I won't say well-known, but a little more popular at the time because everyone was playing Capcom versus Marvel or Marvel versus Capcom. Yeah, and then, War Machine was the character. Yeah, he's like the Hulk version of Iron Man. Exactly. It's and, like Iron Man's Bruce Banner and War Machine's the Hulk. Yeah, exactly. And, um, you know, it, it did not rush into like a War Machine, but it teased it. Yeah, and he's like, next time, baby, next time. <laughs> and then, you know, sure enough. And then ended up getting recast, so that hurts my continuity. Yeah. If anybody knows me, it's continuity that oh, did you, sometimes it keeps me up at night. Did you like Terrence Howard as James Rhodes? No, I didn't. And this is why. It's uh I've seen a lot of Terrence Howard's like discography, filmography. Yeah. And he just doesn't scream superhero type for me. No. He's no, more he of like uh he's more of a leading man. He's not supposed to be this type. And not to say that Don Cheadle did not deserve all like the like the the praise and stuff for being like his basically iron iron uh war machines is like psychic yeah almost but they did that so well to where he, he they're partners it's not really sidekick it's not like batman right. and robin it's like batman and nightwing type of type of deal where they're both heroes and they off off doing their you know same stuff but as far as terrence howard i don't know i didn't he didn't portray a an army guy to me. Like yeah, if he, I wouldn't, I don't, I didn't believe him that he was an army. Yeah, I wouldn't say I as far as his acting goes. But, I, yeah, oh, I didn't hate him. I'm just yeah, saying I, that I Don Cheadle was, he was obviously a, the better choice. I still, th- I I think he's a forgettable actor in a non forgettable Marvel movie. Well, it's like what we're gonna talk about uh, next week as far as Ed Norton going exactly, against exactly. Mark Ruffalo. What about? Obadiah Stane, so uh, Ironmonger. I thought Jeff Bridges was the perfect... Because you know him from comedy roles. Like R.P.I.D., which is the best name for a movie. <laughs> Too bad the movie sucked. I liked it. Yeah. Um, Jeff Bridges, you know, the dude, Big Lebowski. The yeah. fact that he comes in and... And it sets it up perfectly to where, like, okay, this is, this is kind of like his almost father figure after his father passed away. And we'll get into that later in the movies for those who have it. We're not going to talk about the whole MCU right now. Um, we get a first look at John Slattery as his dad. No, we didn't get John Slattery until season two. It was someone else playing Howard Stark. I can't remember who it was. Well, what wasn't wasn't John Slattery a sl- Slattery 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 Slattery? Thank you. Was he not in the video segments, or was that Iron Man two? That was Iron Man 2. Because Dominic Cooper played him in Captain America. I don't, well, yeah. Well, the young version. And he also played yeah. him in... He kind of uh, looked like a Walt Disney type when he was oh, talking Oh, he would have been a killer Walt Disney in a biopic. Been. Yeah. Um, 
I can't, yeah, I can't remember if Slattery was Iron Man 2 or if Dominic Cooper appeared in Iron Man. Um, yeah, it's, it's... He had a very, very small cameo. And as far as who played him, it, it, it wasn't John Slattery. And it then was, it had to have been Dominic Cooper. No, it wasn't Dominic Cooper. It was... So they have, they've had three different guys play Howard Stark? Mm-hmm. And... It, dude, it's not it, even on here. Of course not. Well, while you're doing that, like, I I think what makes the dynamic of Tony Stark so good... Gerard Sanders played Howard Stark in the first Iron Man movie. Oh, wow. Look at that. And Um, then we're going to throw up some helpful images, uh, uh, thanks to our video producer right here. um, So what's really nice is there was a a really good dynamic to Tony Stark. Um, Oh, I do not remember. Um, With him and, you know, Obadiah, it's that best friend kind of relationship almost like, like a mentor like yeah and then because he was running the company until robert or uh tony stark became of age yeah and then just uh, looking at him right now it's but it's that scene and let's get into some favorite moments of iron man so that scene where he lands in i cannot remember i think they're in sudan iraq or afghanistan they're, they're in the middle east yeah where he goes into the tent and you find out that the the terrorist and obadiah are Are teaming up yeah are teaming up and then he puts on that little ear thing and he like plays it and like like he gets frozen right um and uh like you see all these blue veins like popping out of their head yeah and you just see the ferocity the ferocity ferocity we're both we're both we're both both (laughs) lost for words um oh that's funny so, well, I mean, this is our first episode, so we still have to find our groove. I think we'll um, be fine. Yeah. Well, we've been doing the Diz Insider show. Plus, we'll plug that at the end. The Diz Insider show for 47 episodes now. Yeah, almost 50. Almost 50. Um, but as for, what I was saying is, is like, you get the sense that, okay, this guy is going to be gnarly when he, yes. he leaves because he wants his money, or it's either he wants the parts of his old Iron Man suit. I think it's a little bit of both, right? Yeah. Um, and he walks back to his car and he's like, kill them all. Yeah, there's... Him. I have... Th- there's a... Here, go for... I have another favorite movie. Go go to yours. Okay, so... We'll, we'll flip-flop. Okay, so, so so we'll do multiple, go back and forth. Mm-hmm. Okay, so one of my favorite movies... Or movies, moments early on is when he's in the cave building that suit. Yes, where he's hooked um, up to the car battery. Yeah. Nuts! And, uh, you know, there he's trying to build it. And he's got his little friend that helped him. What was his name? I get him and Jensen confused. Is it his Jensen? name was? Um, yes, yeah, it's Jensen. Jensen. I can't. I get him. And Jensen. I, Jensen. Okay. Yeah. I always get him and Stanley Tucci's character from Captain America confused because they they play that early on oh, mentor yeah. get killed uh-huh. in, in, yeah. you know, in the first act yeah. character, um, but he sa- ultimately saves Tony Stark's life, sacrifices himself. When Tony Stark goes to save him, he says this beautiful line that he goes. Go, let me die. He goes, no, no, I want to get you back to your family. He goes, I am, they're dead. And I was just like, oh, that's but so the, touching. But the other line, he was like, don't waste your life. Yes, and I really like that. So that whole yeah. sequence is probably my favorite moment. But I have a couple more that, like... So I have two back-to-back. Go ahead. So one, as we're if we're talking about the opening act, is you get really get the sense of how future MCU movies are going to go. Yeah. 
where he walks out in his Mark One, and they're just laying them out with like machine guns, and it's just bouncing off. Yeah. I was in the theater going, dude, that is rad. It was rad. Like nuts. And then my second favorite uh, moment is when Pepper Potts is trying to get all the information off the computer. Oh, before. And he comes in, and it's super, super, like, uncomfortable. It is uncomfortable. Like, she's, like, trying to, like, take it, and she, like, covers it up with the newspaper. And, and then he, know, and you and then he finds out, and as she's walking, he's just leaning over the balcony. I was like, dude, that's nuts. Yeah, he played And then the really whole arc reactor role. thing was, was really cool. Yeah, that was... Uh... And yeah. then the dude from A Christmas Story, the oh, kid, oh. he played one of the yeah, lead it, scientists when he's trying to build the other Iron and Man And he suit. returns in a future movie we'll talk about. Yeah, uh, we could, you know, Spider-Man Far From Home, he returns. Which it. which is cool how they tied that in. See? So, <clears> what do I love? Good continuity. Boom. Um, what? Okay, so the next moment I like is when he finally gets his Iron Man suit, he goes back to the Middle East... And the terrorists have uh, a, f- a bunch of kids and families at gunpoint. And all of a sudden, just right out of his Mach, uh, is it Mach, Mach 2. One. Oh, where the... The, the, the little the little lasers come out. <laughs> kills them all. Oh, yeah. And, then the, and walks away like all superhero-y. Yeah, <laughs> the whole... With the missile hits the tank and you're like, oh, did nothing. And then he turned around in slow motion. See, right I'm there. there. Yeah. That scene right there. Yeah, I'm going to bring up just a little uh, thing from Iron Man 2. And we'll get into this in a couple weeks. But... It, with that little uh, missile that comes out of his of his top shoulder, right? And they kind of reintroduce that back into Iron Man Two. Oh, Justin that's Hammond, right. He's like, I call this the ex wife. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but as uh, another favorite moment is uh, just seeing him like be him, like Tony Stark, like in yeah. the opening where he doesn't even accept his own like. What is it? Humanita- uh, humanitarian award or something yeah, like yeah. that. And he's like lose. He put like two million dollars on the craps table, lost. Yeah. And then Terrence Howard's uh, James Rhodes comes in, and he's just like so irritated. Yeah, exactly. See that yeah. that dynamic throughout the more movies was really like set in stone about was, how they're yeah. like frenemies. Exactly. You know? I really loved, and this is probably my favorite in terms of just visuals. My favorite scene in terms of just visuals is when he's flying in those two the fighting t- jets. Yep, that yeah. was my last favorite it, moment. It, and then he hides on the jet. They're like, we lost him. We can't find and him. And then like he turns. He's like, he's we under, found him. He's under you. And then they play it off like it was a military accident. Yeah. It was, it was just so cool. And James Rowe was like, Tony, is that you? It was just, it was so superhero Top Gun to me. And I was just oh, like, dude. oh, the it special was, effects That's, that's so literally crazy. it. It's, it's Marvel's Top Gun. Yeah, and I, I like that. Which is funny because... You return to that Top Gun feel with Captain Marvel. Oh yeah, um, totally. What were? It's it's going to be hard with with a lot of these movies. But what was some of the weakest points for you for Iron Man? Who weakest points was probably the relationship at the start between Pepper and Tony. I didn't believe it. I don't know if they had didn't have enough chemistry screenings before they got shooting. Yeah. Uh, because we're going to get into a little bit of just Robert Downey Jr. himself before getting this role. Yeah, for sure. Um, and Gwyneth Paltrow, she's Oscar winning and she's, uh, you know, top notch. She's yeah. been in so many, so many like really big movies. And I you love, have, and you I, have this way, I ex- loved her in uh, Shallow How. Yes. And, you know, you have this ex drug addict who pretty much Hollywood was done with him. You know what role he got um, before he got Iron Man? It came out in 2006. 
And it was the only role he could get. And it starred Tim Allen. It was a remake of a Disney movie. It was the Shaggy Dog. Mm. He turned into he turned into a human dog where Tim Allen turned into an actual dog. And it was it was not good. It was not a good remake. It was it was very sad to see Robert Downey Jr. go from movies like Chaplin to this. And it was you can but, just tell his career was getting destroyed. He was at almost that canceled. Point, yeah, at that point, yes. But guess what he started the next year? Zodiac. Oh, that's right. Before he got the role of Iron Man. And I think that's what put him slightly back on the map. As like, okay, he's trying to rebuild his career now. Yeah, I think... And then they almost did not... Well, we'll get into the casting process for him. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay. Um, A weak weak part for me, and I wouldn't even say it's like weak. I would just say it's... I just didn't like it is I didn't like Ter- I'm I'll be on the the opposite end. I didn't like Terrence Howard as yeah. James Rhodes. Yeah. Um, we we were talking about that before we actually started shooting. Yeah, it's, about Terrence Howard. I just it, it, I didn't believe it. It's just he is how do I how do I he he's good in certain roles like as a per- music producer or a music artist. He, I just, I don't see him playing, like you said, Superhero roles. a hero. Yeah. He just, it does not fit at all. I think had he have continued, um, it would have been bad. But unfortunately, he had that bad blood with Marvel. and Yeah, ultimately... but in the third act, I will say his character kind of picked up to where he was like the man on the ground, you know? Yeah, yeah kind of. And, uh, well, that's with, one of my with, favorite with lines. The top guns. Yeah, the, my favorite lines is he looks at the Mark, what, three or four mm-hmm. or something like that. Also, No, that's the Mark two. The red and black, uh, the red and his iconic red and yellow suit. Is four. That's Mark three or four. Three or four. Okay. So he looks at Mark two and he goes, "Next time, baby, next time." And it's all silver. Yeah. First. But I didn't understand that reference at first. I didn't. Just either. like at the end of Avengers, well, just to jump forward, I didn't know who that was at the end credits. I I, well, I I had no idea who Thanos was. Oh okay. I I agree, and I think that's only because we knew who War Machine was. But we never, as growing up, we didn't know that James Rhodes was War Machine. We just mm-hmm. knew War Machine from playing him in a video game or seeing him in just him as War Machine in a comic book. We never put two and two together. But see, after seeing, and this is what was smart too, is after the movie came out, so many people went out and bought so many Iron Man books. I'll give you an example. Uh, yeah. Iron Man first appeared in Tales of Suspense 39. Oh, yeah. Let me see if I'm good on that. Tales of Suspense 39. It is Tales of Suspense. Of Suspense 39. First appearance of Iron Man. Nailed it! Um, so that was... it, And it's still from the 60s, so you know it's going to still have a, like some value to it. Right. And I think it was roughly around... If you wanted like a mid-grade one, so like a five, it's like in the middle. You know, yeah, it's yeah. not too good. It's not too bad. I think that was only going for like a couple grand. And as soon as Iron Man dropped, dude, you can't even get a low-grade one under 20 grand. Oh, power, yeah, you can. That's the power of Marvel Studios. Yeah, see, there's one for 7500 bucks, and, oh. and it's a two, and it's refurbished. And that's refurbished and a two. That means that thing was jacked. Oof. But yeah, so... Yeah, if you guys want to check out, they do have reprints. So if you guys want, like... I don't know if I mean if you're watching this, you probably like comics. They have um, they have reprints of Tales of Suspense thirty nine, so you can get a kind of like an idea yeah. of like how Iron Man was introduced into the MCU. So uh, let's talk about Robert Downey Jr.'s history a little bit. Um, 
he was a young actor. Right. So in the late 80s, 90s. So you know that's going to hit him like Corey Feldman and yeah. Corey uh, Haim. Haim and right. pretty much like uh, River Phoenix, sadly, who passed away. Yeah. All those guys, you know, Rob Lowe. They all knew each other. Yeah. They hung and out they the all same partied. Yeah. And, and so Leonardo DiCaprio and Tobey Maguire were a little too young at that point. Yeah. But they were still in the mix as well. Um, <clears throat> but this dude is just, you know. Bad luck after bad luck after bad luck after bad luck. He He'd been to jail a couple times, been to rehab multiple times, got arrested for drug possession and all that stuff. And to be honest, it, every actor within those, obviously you just mentioned River Phoenix, who was sadly into mm -hmm. that stuff. The the Corys were into that who, stuff. I went to the bar and they still have flowers on the curbside where he went into cardiac arrest. Yeah, it's uh, With walking, in walking Phoenix's arms. Ugh. How sad, dude. It's and that's when Johnny. Sorry, I keep cutting off. That's when Johnny Depp owned the Viper Room. Yes, I. But um, they they were all into that. Robert Downey Jr. <clears throat> basically destroyed his own career. Oh, definitely, he was just in bad movies. He, he <clears throat> and when you think about it, he was. I, I don't even think he was like forty yet. I think he was in his late thirties. No, he's what fifty three now. Yeah. Yeah, and so it's he, it's gonna be it's it's about fifteen years old, right? Iron Man. Yeah, no, fourteen years old because yeah. I had just entered high school and now I'm, I've been out of high school for ten years now. Ugh, putting some age on me. Um, but as far as that, yeah. So I think it really kicked off with Zodiac, which is one of my all-time favorite movies. David Fincher is my favorite director, and he was so good in that. And then next year he booked uh, Iron Man. Yeah, I think, though, when he did Zodiac, I still don't think his career was on the upward tra trajectory. I think he, he got Zodiac, sure, but... Yeah, 2007. I just want to make sure yeah. that I was right. <laughs> but I think Jon Favreau solidified him as like, hey, let me... Because he went, he went to Marvel. I believe he, Jon Favreau went to Kevin Feige and Marvel Studios and the head honchos, and he told them... He had a them, bat for Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. Because they wanted to go Tom Cruise. Yeah. Well, there's other names, too, and we're going to Well, gonna we're going to get to some facts. Yeah, this will be fun. But they did have other names in mind for Tony Stark, and he said, no, I want Robert Downey Jr., and then his life changed for the better, which is awesome. That's super cool to hear. Totally. Um, as far as that, okay, so, I mean, we kind of touched on this, so it, for the first year MCU... Let's just dive into it a little bit more as far as that after credit scene. So you get one movie, and I don't even know if Hulk was greenlit at that point. Uh, it had to have been. It yeah, came out in 2009. Yeah. It, no, it came out in 2008. Yeah, Hulk was 2008. You're right. It was yeah. 2008. Okay, 2008. so we, we were getting two MCU movies. But, and both after credit, well, we'll get into Hulk next week. Sorry. Yeah. Um, but straight up, it's like they were taking a risk for developing this whole right. map and not even having it come out yet and already setting up, like, I'm here to talk to you about the Avengers Initiative. Well, yeah, and then they set up. And then this universe just went... This one movie is what correlated into 13, 14, and even beyond. Three Iron Man movies. And Technically, Civil War was also an Iron Man movie. In a way, yeah. I mean, uh, uh, you know, the four Avengers movies, 
you know, it's setting up now. See, now he's going to reprise and what if still for one last go ahead. Yeah. And his everything that's happened in these Iron Man films now affects future projects that won't even have him. Totally. Like Armor Wars is a big one. Iron Heart. Uh, Ray Williams. Yes. So it's crazy what this one movie does that sets up everything. The, the well, greatest... Well, they mentioned Super Serum and all that stuff, yeah. too. Which ties into Captain America coming it's, out in 2011. It's the great... Iron Man has ultimately helped what ended up becoming the greatest achievement in cinema history. This is what, that's what it is. Mm-hmm. No movie studio in the history of Has gotten movies. that formula down. Yeah. Warner Brothers has tried. Like, yeah, you, the closest I could think of, and it's not close at all, is probably... James Bond, and I only, oh totally that's the and closest the Fast franchise. It's the closest, but it's still a bunch of characters that are recast and retooled and different stories. Where this is a cohesive, long running oh, totally. universe that weaves in and out to where not only does it weave in and out to theater uh, movies and theaters, it's now weaving into TV. It's weaving into Disney Plus. It's weaving into animated. It's it's crazy what it's doing, and now. You have Iron Man up probably a little higher than what the the comic book movies kind of introduced over the last, what, 30 years yeah. now? But here's here's the crazy thing. When in the 80s, 90s, like this, when you thought of like superheroes, it well, was... Well, they did have an Iron Man and it looked like danger, Will Robinson, danger. Yeah. <laughs> what, what I'm trying to say is... 80s, 90s, further back, when you thought like the big, the big superheroes, Batman, Superman, Spider Man, Spider Man. Uh, I think you can make an argument for, for the X Men, Fantastic Four, which is the weird. Hulk had a long running series. Captain America even had a crappy, two crappy movies, one I, in the 90s, one in a, the a, early 80s. Yeah, and a crappy series too, with his see through shield and it looked yeah. totally like yeah, Kirkland, it was, it was, like a, it's made by Kirkland. It's all plastic and it's so crazy, <laughs> but. No one would have thought Iron Man no. ever. And then when 2008 hit, now ever even to, even today, like 13, 14 years later, one of the if you told a kid, hey, who's your favorite superhero, in the top five, Iron Man will probably mm-hmm. likely be there. <clears throat> a lot of these characters in this universe are yeah. You know, so that pops their popularity. Like even Captain America was not a popular character. No, I I think this will be even more fun when we get to Avengers Endgame to. Also, talk about when we, Iron Man. also, when we get to Guardians, because oh, Marvel yeah. has this way with Eternals and Shang-Chi and Black Widow. I like how you said Shang-Chi. <clears throat> yeah, I'm getting used to it. Yeah, yeah I'm still struggling. Um, so you have Marvel with this perfect formula and perfectly getting writers and directors that fit this like personality of this superhero. They make unpopular characters huge. Yeah, for sure. Like Guardians of the Galaxy, I, when I came out, I was like, who the f- is Guardians of the Galaxy? Exactly. We'll, we'll discuss Guardians yeah, more, we'll, too. Yeah, we got all that. It is, it'll be tough talking about yeah. other superheroes when we're trying to talk about one thing. I know. That's what you and I are both yeah. doing. Like, Guardians, yes. Yeah. Avengers Endgame, yeah. Spider-Man. Yeah. So that was our breakdown of Iron Man. So these episodes are not going to be super long. It's, you know, they're meant for like, oh, I'm going to run to target real quick or something let me throw on this podcast for about 30 minutes yeah so we're not going to keep them like hour hour and a half we want to kind of bang these out so at the end of every single breakdown of this of a movie we're going to do we're going to do some facts we're going to quickly talk about these facts yes. and what we think of them so first fact 
An early draft of the script revealed Tony Stark to be the creator of Dr. Otto Octavius's tentacles from Spider-Man 2, which Kevin Feige also worked on. Which is crazy, and I bet you I know why that didn't happen. Because Sony said no. Oh, yeah. Totally. There was no uh, there was no deal ever in place. There was no thought of a deal ever happening. That Sony was very, you know... Oh, no, he didn't work. He worked on X-Men and Fantastic Four. I don't think it was ever Spider-Man, right? Fat Feige? Yeah, no, he worked on Spider-Man. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, he's just comic book galore. Um, so, because Spider-Man 3 came out in 2007, there was still the idea that Spider-Man 4 was going to come out in 2009, 11. 11. Oh, 2011. Yeah, so there was still that idea. So I, I bet you that's why they didn't go with that, because, you know, they were like, oh, maybe we can do something with Dr. Octopus in the future. We can't just mm-hmm. one-off one of the greatest Spider-Man characters of all time. It's all right. We're getting him in the way home. And there you go. Um, um, so that's crazy. <laughs> that has been out for months. Oh, yeah. Sorry, that's no. actually been out for a long time. <clears throat> Variety reported on it. Yep. Um, so, so if we've seen set pictures from, like, Iron Man suit. So he wears just, like, this top half, and then they... Green screen, yeah, like, they yeah, they CGI the, the rest of suit it. stuff. Not in Iron Man One. They made a full freaking suit for yeah. him to dress up in, and it was roughly four hundred and fifty separate pieces of the make up the Iron Man suit. That is insane, nuts. So he got the, the you know, the thing. <clears throat> um, it makes sense why they do mocap now. You can't even tell the difference. No, you can't. Well, you can kind of tell the difference in Civil War. It looks a little weird. Uh, see, uh, oh, in in the in the upper shoulder mm-hmm. area. Yeah. Same thing with with his like infinity. Well, with his like, he's like owned oh, ruse, and you could tell it. You're like, oh, I, I, yeah, yeah. That should have meant spend it's, another it's week. Worse, uh, it's worse. It's worse on. Down. It's worse on War Machine. <laughs> oh, totally. Um, Rachel McAdams was John Favreau's first choice to play Pepper Potts, but she turned down the role. Obviously, later appearing as the Night Nurse and in I'm, Doctor Strange, and I'm and I like it that way. Uh, what's her name? Uh, 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 I want Doctor Christine Palmer. Palmer. Christine Palmer. Yes. Um, the I, I'm glad things turned out the way they did. Uh, obviously, obviously, Rachel McAdams was hot. You know, coming hot off uh, Mean Girls. Um, totally. Yeah. And so that and was just like, he, and she was in other projects, but like, well, that was her the thing. more that she, you go down her filmography, the more serious her roles get. Yeah. So I, I just saw her in Spotlight, dude, and that is a nutso movie. Yeah, she wouldn't have been a good Pepper Potts. I don't, or I, I won't say good, but not a good. Well, it's hard fit. to think about now. It's it's just not a good fit because if she would have got cast Pepper Potts, and we were to talk saying like, oh, Gwyneth Paltrow was in talks, we would have been saying the same thing like, oh, Gwyneth Paltrow probably wouldn't have been a good Pepper Potts. It's just, the fact that Marvel puts these characters in these and it, it, you believe them. Yeah, and I only say that because Gwyneth Paltrow and Robert Downey Jr. kind of line up in age where Rachel McAdams true. looks just way, a little, yeah. little younger. Yeah. Where I think she matches up a little better with Benedict Cumberbatch. I oh, still, totally. I still yeah, can't totally. see relationship, but she'll return. Yeah, yeah, in, for sure. Uh, multiverse. Mm-hmm. So according to John Favreau, not only was uh, Tom Cruise heavily in talks to take the role, Clive Owen, and who was my big we fan casted on the Diz Insider show the Fantastic Four for Doctor Doom for Doctor Doom and Sam Rockwell who ends up coming back as Justin Hamber in Iron Man 2 are were among the actors that were considered for Tony Stark during pre-production yeah and then Rockwell ended up reprising his role R- Rockwell or a new role Justin Hammer yeah um Rockwell would have made a good Stark though I think he would have made I don't a great think Stark. so I think Tom Cruise would have made a pretty dope 
Tony Stark. I see. I don't know. This is action hero, man. I I agree. I just cast Robert Downey Jr. You're like, I just don't see him playing a hole. I mean, he he played a hole in like Tropic Thunder, but that's like a different kind of. That was like a producer a hole. Yeah, but I just look at stuff that Sam Rockwell's done. It's like Green Mile. He played the actual killer. And you know, three billboards outside of, and even though that came out way after, yeah, I it's I just, just like the roles that he's like, he has like a niche, I just he plays think, like the cocky, which is why he was a great Justin Hammer. So, I just yeah. think he would have made a decent Tony Stark, too. That's that's your bird. No, I want my bird, I want my bird. <laughs> I cannot wait to talk about Iron Man, too, yeah, for sure. Okay, an early draft of the script. This is cool. An early draft of the script had Howard Stark. As a ruthless industrialist who became War Machine. What? Ugh. Can you imagine the backlash that if they would have gotten a white dude to play War Machine? That's that's crazy to me. I. It's like saying, oh, uh, Justin Bieber was in Top Split T'Challa. Yeah. it's uh... That was the first name to come to mind. I couldn't doubt it. Of anybody all, else. Oh, a non-actor. Yeah. You, you picked a singer. Um, yeah, it just reminded me that he was in the... Uh, supposedly in talks play Robin in Batman v Superman. I, I see, I want to talk about like Howard Stark, but I think I should save it for Captain America because there's one thing that I find strange about Captain America and Iron Man and that Howard Stark character. Yeah, just keep it for the first Avenger. Um, so John Favreau chose Industrial Light and Magic, which did a lot of the VFX for Iron Man, uh, to provide the film uh, effects after watching Pirates of the Caribbean at World's End. Makes sense. I mean, I mean that whole third act of Pirates of the Caribbean was nuts. You ask in that big whirlpool. Oh yeah, you and then she grows like. <laughs> you ask anyone to this day what Davy Jones, the special effects on Davy Jones is too, so well. It holds up. It, it looks more so than good. holds up. Yeah, dude. it's it's some of the best special effects. Might not be the best Pirates movie, but it's definitely the best special For effects sure. in Pirates movie. It's. So good. Yeah. So last fact of this show, uh, when Tony visits Rhodey at the military base, he mentions pilots without planes. This foreshadows... Falcon. Falcon. Falcon's flight suit. Which is so, so, that's a, that's so see, crazy. See, the nods, man. The it, nods. And we would have never known that. Nope. Mm-mm. And it, we, would, we, did, we end up... Basically, we don't find out about that for another six years. Yeah. Isn't that nuts? Six years when they introduce Falcon. Yeah. So... Um, so a, another segment that we're doing on this show is like we you go to our Twitter and you ask us questions. So only because we just started this podcast, uh, we only have a couple questions, and Bring almost it. all of them are not technically associated with Iron Man. Um, but we'll just kind of briefly talk about these, and I guess it's Marvel, so we can just talk about. Yeah, let's questions. we'll touch on it quickly. So Jim Collins uh, says, "What's the best Marvel fight battle sequence in your opinion?" My favorite battle sequence, and it's not Civil War, is when Steve Rogers in uh, Captain America 1 goes and tries to save Bucky. He jumps off the plane and grabs one of those dancers' helmets. The fight sequences going up to there, like going through the Hydra base and going in to save and jumping across that big fire, like on fire, like bridge. That has to be... I guess you can kind of... uh, put that as also an action sequence but right. the battles like he just going up and you know knocking four or five people out with the shield is really really cool yeah that's a that's a cool one mine believe it or not one that i could watch over and over and it's because not only is it got 
pretty cool special effects and action, but it's really funny. Is uh, it's Ant Man versus Yellow Jacket? Oh yeah, when they're shrunk in the purse and the phones going off playing music and yeah. Thomas the Train, and then it wide shots to like normal and size and just tips over. Yeah, and it just goes so silent. Yeah, it's <laughs> and then they think, oh, they make Thomas the Train big. Yeah. We'll talk about it more in Ant Man, but yeah, that's my Man, that's yeah. probably my favorite battle scene. Most overrated Marvel film. Oh, oh, oh my God, overrated. I gotta say Infinity War. I can't. I can't. No, you're right. I can't say Infinity War. Most overrated. Oh man. So when you think overrated, it's the hype is too much for what it is. Ragnarok. I think it's it's a good movie. Don't get me wrong, but I think it's really overhyped for being a Thor movie. I guess is what I'm trying to say. See, I'm gonna go. Because you have Iron Man 2 and 3 that are not, they're underhyped. Sure. Because I, mean, I don't want to say my favorite MCU film. I know. Because um, we reign that on a high pedestal. Um, I'm going to say... Probably one of the Spider-Man films, no? I was thinking probably Homecoming. Yeah. Like, I like, like, I don't want to get too much into it. I like Homecoming. I just thought it was... Oh, it was an okay Spider-Man film because it was its first Spider-Man film. Yeah, I agree. Um, and then last but not least, oh, the perf- the question about the most overrated Marvel film comes from Connor Charles. Uh, yeah, thank you for your question. Uh, and then, of course, our boy. Elliot Bullock II. Bullock of II. course, there he is. But I will say, he has the best questions. He does. On, whenever we Nuts. do a Q&A on the Diz Insider show, it's always, it's always really good. Totally. Uh, he said, which Marvel hero do you guys see yourself teaming up with, and what will be your super uh, superpower special skill? That's such a dope question. Okay, so we got to pick the superhero we'd want to team up with, and then... Spider-Man. And then we would want the power? Like, what powers would we want? Power, I would probably have flight and super strength. I would team up with... Ooh, I would team up with probably someone that I would kind of get along with. I'd... I... That's a great. That's a great question. Like, I yeah, thought you were not. gonna at least go Steve Rogers. I thought about Steve Rogers. I would or but pro- like Bucky. I would probably go. I would probably go uh, Rocket and Groot because they're one. They're you get if you get one, you get in both with Rocket and Groot. Yeah, true. And I Ooh, would Peter Quill would be awesome to fight uh, with. And I would do teleportation. So I would be like Nightcrawler. Oh, I, I like that. I, li- I like teleportation and. Like the thing, the the stuff you can do with that superpower, and you know where you can go, the way you can fight. It's just a quick like the X Men Two opening scene in the oh, White House, which is awesome. That's a good battle scene. Yeah, it is. Yeah, <laughs> that is a good battle. But that's what my power. Would be. Yeah. So I'd say Rocket and Groot, yeah. and then teleportation. And Sweet. Rocket yeah. wants someone to steal something. I can do it. Give me that eye. Gone. Yeah. And then you go help him steal Bucky's arm. Oh, I'm yeah. going to get that arm. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, okay. So that does it for our first episode of the Diz Insider. The Diz. <laughs> the Diz Insider. Cool. We've been doing this podcast for uh, over a year now. Yes. Um, it takes our time. Yeah. So that's the first episode of the Disney Catalog. So this is kind of like the, the rhythm that we're going to keep doing. Um, yeah. So come back. Uh, we're going to have... We're going incredible hulk next so if you guys have questions go 
uh, hit us up over on Twitter. You can put them on any tweet, honestly. Yeah. Um, but we will be putting out another tweet saying like, oh, Hulk is next. Give us your question. So try to go on there and ask a question. Yeah. But uh, other than that, yeah. follow uh, me on Twitter at Derek Cornell, but instead of L's, they're I's. <laughs> uh, check out the DizInsider.com. Uh, subscribe to our Patreon. Uh, it's uh, www.patreon.com uh, forward, forward slash Diz Insider, not the Diz Insider. Yeah. Uh, we have 40, we just filmed our 42nd, uh, 47th episode. So there's a lot of podcasts to go through. Each one of them mm-hmm. has a scoop in it. Yeah. Um, and make sure to keep checking back to YouTube and stuff. Yeah. If you're watching us on YouTube, don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Like click this the, video. Uh, click the notification bell so you're up to date on these videos. If you're listening to us on any various social or uh, podcasting network, uh, yeah, subscribe and leave us a five-star review. It yes. helps us uh, get searched you know, a little easier. People mm-hmm. find our show easier. Uh, this is our first episode. We're finding our groove and... Um, Hopefully you guys like the show and what we're trying to do. And we're going to end up covering almost every single Disney property. So we're excited uh, to take this journey with you guys. And yeah, I'm super stoked. And what's funny is, is like the first episodes of the podcast, whatever we start, are always so like, you know, like slow to start. Yeah. And now if you listen to the Disney Insider show, we're just goofing off the whole time. So this is what this show will end up turning into. We just got to get... Pretty much the points across, and then yeah, our groove, and just, you know, start being a little wacky because we are a yeah. couple of crazy guys. <laughs> but yeah, like he said, subscribe, like this video, um, leave us a five star review, share it with your friends, please. Uh, check back, find all of our videos. These are going to come out every Wednesday, um, at least for the audio. I don't know about the video for our producer, but um, yeah, I've been Derek. I'm Skyler. We'll see you in the castle.